Hey everybody, welcome to episode 23 of Mendoza Line. My name is Cam and I'm uh, back again with Nick for our first ever playoff recap show. This is exciting. Playoff edition. <clears throat> it is very exciting. I I know I'm not the most overtly exciting person. That's what I've been told. I don't show my emotions well. That coupled with being sick for the past like week and a half. But I am uh I'm gonna power through and I am really excited to let's talk about playoff baseball and not about other things that cause much anxiety and despair. Very thankful in this time to have something like baseball to keep my mind off of such matters. But how are you, Cam? I'm good. We uh, went to Olive Garden for dinner with some friends, and I ate way too much. Carb-loaded? Yeah, it was really good, though. It was like uh, braised beef tortellini with portobello mushrooms and marsala sauce. It was so good. I ate way too much. So if you hear me like moaning or snoring in the background, it's because the pasta has won. Right. But I too shall power through. Why don't we, unless there's anything else you want to discuss before we do that, why don't we dive into a quick recap of the uh, wild card games? Because those were um, uh, more than I expected as far as drama is concerned. Yeah, they were both really good games. Yeah, the the first American League wildcard game with the uh, Orioles and Blue Jays was a very entertaining game with some uh, controversy and a lot of uh, second-guessing afterwards. Yeah, the National League game kind of unfolded exactly how we thought it would have. The pretty amazing pitchers duel between Bumgarner and Syndergaard, and of course Bumgarner was amazing and uh, got the win for the Giants. Um, so they are they were able to advance to face the Cubs and the the Blue Jays advanced and are pl- uh, currently playing the the Rangers. But yeah, very exciting games. Neither of them were, um, I guess, where you know team jumped out early and there was never any doubt. They both you know going into the eighth and ninth innings, the uh, Blue Jays Orioles game went to the eleventh. So a lot of uh, drama there, which is what. I'm sure which is what baseball wanted. Yeah, now I did not get to actually watch these games, which is disappointing because I had um, previous engagements, but I was able to track sort of what was going on in the game, you know, just checking box scores and getting, uh, you know, Twitter updates and that sort of stuff. And uh, when I saw extra innings, I thought to myself, oh, Nick must be very excited right now because <laughs> he's getting some free playoff baseball. Yeah, the sad thing was I only got to watch the first probably five or six innings, and then I had some work stuff I had to do. Um, so by the time that was over, I was able to watch the end or, or to see what had happened. But and the uh, yeah, the reaction to it as well. But <clears throat> pretty close game. It was two to two to two. Unless the game Blue Jays do what they did, uh, Bautista homered. Uh, early and then Trumbo had a two-run homer for the Orioles. Two, uh, two teams that are you know have some mashers. That was fun to watch. But the big controversy was starting in the you know later innings. Zach Britton, who we had discussed last week as our choice for AL Cy Young, was actually never used in this game because 
uh, a lot of older managers when they're on the road will want to save their closer until they actually have a lead in the extra innings to be able to use them in the bottom of that inning. But the argument against that is is what happened. You know, the Blue Jays won in the bottom of the 11th on a walk-off three-run home run given up by Ubaldo Jimenez, which I find absolutely hilarious that he was pitching in that spot just because he's been so awful um, in his career outside of, you know, one or two years. But the, um, I guess the rationale was Ubaldo had had a pretty good second half and was riding a good streak. And, you know, he is a starting pitcher, so I'm sure Showalter was thinking he could give him some innings, which is fine in the regular season. But you, when you're in a do-or-die situation and you never use your best pitcher, it's going to be natural to be second-guessed, um, in which he definitely was because, yeah, his best pitcher never pitched, and they lost. Yeah, you'd like you'd like to lose when Ubaldo Jimenez is on the mound after your best pitcher has gotten you through an inning or two. Right. You know what I mean? Like, why put the mediocre guy out there first when you know that one run scores and your season is over? Why not put your, you know, potential Cy Young winning closer on the mound to ensure pretty much that you get another chance to bat? Right. And in this situation, I mean, this is this is it. So if he's efficient and gets through an inning, which is very possible in like 10 pitches, he could go two or three innings pretty easily. Um, I, I think you kind of ride him until you begin to notice that he's running out of gas. And, and Britain as well is a, he's a ground ball like pitcher. That's, he's not up there. I mean, his, his sinker is getting up there in the mid nineties, but he's, he's not all like velocity that's blowing people away. All he needs people to do is hit it and they hit it into the ground. So you could get an easy two innings out of him, maybe even three to where. You know, in this situation, probably didn't matter as much because, you know, say he pitches in the ninth um, or comes in the eighth, the ninth and the tenth, you know, maybe he'd still be in there for the eleventh and could give you another inning. Um, it's not like the one in the bottom of ninth or anything, but still it's more, even when he got in trouble in the eleventh, when he had a, two people on, uh, Showalter still refused to bring him in. Which is, I think, people were just, especially the newer-aged um, analytical thinkers, because uh, it's very, you know, against the the roles of the, kind of the old school. It's kind of that new school, old school argument. You know, the new school is thinking, why, why in this situation, why do you not have, like whatever bring you to not use that guy? So, pretty fascinating. I I would tend to agree with. Uh, the the crowd that says you need to use your best pitchers. You know, I'm using I'm using Britain in the eighth. You know, if there's any trouble, you know, the ninth. Try to get him into the tenth, and then just start using my using my second best pitcher after that, and then go down from there, and just try to get as many. Cause I don't want to lose on a. I want to lose with my best guy out there. I don't want to lose in a situation where I have Ubaldo Jimenez against you know. Edwin Encarnacion, that's just not a not a good matchup um, in general where a home run ends the game for you. So tough loss for the Orioles. Um, obviously their season is done. 
don't think they would have gone far anyways just because they just don't have any pitching and they rely so heavily on home runs uh, to score their runs. That's a that's a tough way to uh, persist in the playoffs. But Blue Jays are still going. They're uh, doing pretty well in their series so far with the Rangers. But yeah, that was the uh, the American League game. And the the National League, as you had mentioned, we had a pitching showdown, and that that final was three nothing San Francisco. And I really don't know if there's much to say other than Bumgarner is just that darn good. The dude, the dude is just filthy. Yeah, he hasn't given up any postseason runs in however many innings, going back to when they were in the World Series against the the Royals. So he's just he's on a, an impressive roll. He's a guy that you don't want to face in the playoffs. Syndergaard was amazing too. He was right there with him. He just he kind of ran out of. He wasn't quite as pitch efficient, and he hit uh, you know 110 pitches in the after in the after he finished the seventh inning. So you know if he was tiring, you can't really fault uh, Collins for bringing him out. But he, yeah, he was amazing. Um, looking up his pitching line really quick because it was it was pretty outstanding. Uh, yeah, he struck out ten, gave up two hits, three walks. Uh, in seven innings, strikeout ten. Uh, Bumgarner went the distance, four hits, two walks, six strikeouts, 119 pitches. It was zero zero until the uh, top of the ninth, where the Casey Gillespie of the Giants had a three run home run off off the uh, the Mets closer Familia. So there was an interesting. Some of the old guys were like, "Hey, you put your closer in and you still lost." But you, would, I would much rather lose. I mean, Familia is their best reliever. You know, you gave it up. You gotta tip your cap and say that you lost. But yeah, exactly. If you're if you're gonna lose, as you said, why would you not want to lose with your best guy on the mound? Like, if you're gonna beat me, you're gonna have to beat the best of me. I don't want to let you beat me because I held back the good guy. So yeah, exactly. My closer gave up three runs, but he was my best pitcher, so they were the better team that day. Mm-hmm. And you you can't like, there's no question about it. Whereas in the Orioles situation, you just, you're always going to wonder what if we had put Britain. Exactly. But there is no what if for the Mets. We had our best two best pitchers out there, and we lost. So, I mean, I feel like I could sleep better at night. And I mean, I'd still be mad that we lost, but at least I know that, like, well, we gave them the best pitchers we had, and they still beat us. So you, there's not much you can do about that. Exactly. Yeah, that sets up the um, the rest of the division series. So the, the Giants uh, played the Cubs because they had the best overall division record. And the Blue Jays played the Rangers uh, for the same reason. So, yeah, we'll uh, <clears throat> just go over those series right now as they currently stand with one game in progress as we speak. And the cool thing is by this time next week, we will have the championship series set and a game or two under our belts. So we'll kind of know at that point who the final four teams are but we um yeah we're making progress already some of the division series or three out of four are only a game away from being clinched yeah and outside of one of them i'm not terribly surprised right let's start in the national league and we've got uh those giants that won the wild card uh, up against the cubbies and not surprising to me the cubs are up two to nothing yeah i think they're there was some 
you know, the narrative was the Giants, this is the even year. Is that kind of pixie dust magic going to, you know, overcome the talent level of the Cubs? And so far, the Cubs are taking care of business. Um, it helps when Bumgarner is not available the first two games. So they were able to, uh, the first game on Friday was actually a really great game. Uh, Cueto versus Lester. And you could argue Cueto probably pitched a better game. He was pretty amazing. He uh, he had double-digit strikeouts as well. Um, only gave up a few hits. But the uh, the one that he gave up was the clincher to, to Javi um, uh, Tobias. So that that guy he swings so hard, but when he gets a when he gets a hold of it, he hits it pretty hard. Yeah, Cueto struck out ten, didn't walk any, only gave up three hits, but that one home run. And Lester went eight innings, uh, five strikeouts, no walks, and Chapman got the save. The Giants did have a few chances uh, in the in that game, but Cubs pitched well, played good defense, and got the run that they needed. And then uh, their game uh, yesterday was much more straightforward with the five-two win. Travis Wood, an ex-Red relief pitcher for the Cubs, hit a home run because, of course, <laughs> he was a pretty good hitter with the uh, the Reds. Pretty good overall athlete, but that's pretty impressive that as a reliever he had a home run because he had to come in for Hendricks, your pick for the the Cy Young because he got hit with a linebacker or a comebacker linebacker. <laughs> Brian Urlacher's new job. He's the baseball linebacker. <laughs> the baseball linebacker. So yeah, he only made it three and two thirds innings. But okay, so that answers my question: is why the heck is a relief pitcher batting in the playoffs? But if he had to come in for multiple innings to Eight innings that makes sense. Yeah, I had not heard the I had not heard the news about him. That's sad. I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if it's too serious. I haven't heard an update. Like, I I don't think it's season ending or anything like that. But Cubs bullpen did an amazing job. Came in and four and a third innings of two hit baseball. Um, is what you got to have in the playoffs and Samarja for the Giants. A little bit of um, better taste for him, I'm sure. Losing to the Cubs, the the team he came up with, but he's just not a not the caliber uh, type pitcher that is going to be able to mow through that Cubs Cubs offense. But yeah, those runs were kind of scored early. Cubs scored their five runs in the first four innings, and then it was kind of a bullpen game after that. So the uh, yeah Cubs are up two zero, and the series has shifted to San Francisco, uh, where they will face Bumgarner tomorrow night. Yeah, that's. That's going to be interesting. That's a good for the Giants as far as like elimination game. Yeah, you've got your best guy on the mound at home. I would be surprised if Chicago. Well, I, I would be surprised if Chicago wins in a regular. I don't. I, Baumgartner's just so good in the playoffs. If it gets to like deep in like extra innings and they beat the bullpen, then fine. But I I don't expect uh, anything other than Baumgartner to do what he does best. Right. So that'll be that'll be should be a good game tomorrow. Um, and if the yeah, if the Giants can get that one, they just have to get uh, two more. They'll have on Tuesday. It's Matt Moore versus John Lackey. So that's Lackey's a a veteran of the postseason. You might give him the little bit of advantage, but it will be in San Francisco. And then I would be interested to see, you know, the game five probables if it gets that far. But I think that'll end up being a pretty good series. I see the Giants winning one or both those games at home. Just because they're gonna, I just they're gonna be a tough a tough team to put away. 
but I think the Cubs are going to ultimately win out, whether it's in yeah, whether it's a sweep tomorrow or uh, or in games four or five. They're just they're too dang good, and they their their lineup's good. They've got good starting pitching that has got playoff experience, and their their bullpen is pretty solid as well. And they have a great manager. All right, Dodgers National. Yeah, that one. It's interesting because we've had a couple of rainouts in this postseason, and there theirs was. Uh, their game was rained out yesterday. They played today, and then they're flying to, to L.A. for the start of that uh, game three or the continuation of the, the series there. So that's uh, that's been a pretty entertaining series. I, <clears throat> I admittedly haven't been able to watch much of either game, but in just seeing, you know, you got Scherzer and Kershaw in game one, and it was kind of the opposite of Bumgarner and Syndergaard in a sense of neither of them were particularly sharp. They both gave up, you know, pretty much all the runs in the game. Uh, Dodgers won four to three. Kershaw only made it three innings. I think he's still dealing with some rust and, you know, missing a pretty big chunk of the season with his back injury. But Scherzer was wasn't very crisp either. He gave up uh, some runs, and then today uh, Dodgers jumped out to the lead, and then. Their uh, backup catcher, Jose Lobatone, who took over for or for Wilson Ramos, one of the best hitting catchers in the league, who tore his ACL at the end of the season, hit a three-run home run in the top of the, the top of the third or fourth, I think, to take the lead, and they ended up winning five to two. So it's one-one. Uh, the series uh, shifts out to LA. So I think that's that should be another pretty entertaining one. Looking forward to watching those games tomorrow. So the pitching matchups for that one. Uh, Gio Gonzalez is going for the Nationals tomorrow against Quinta Maeda. So those are two pretty big question marks. And then the Dodgers have listed Julio Harias, their big pitching phenom in Game 4, which I'm sure Kershaw will then go in, go in Game 5 if there is one. That's a, you know, that's a lot of confidence in the young kid, a 20-year-old, to be pitching in Game 4 the Division Series if it gets that far. Granted, it will be at Dodger Stadium, so I think that's good for him. Yeah, well, it'll have to get the game four because it's a one-one series. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> I think that one's going five. That'll be pretty epic. And I think it'll be a Scherzer Kershaw game five. That could be fun, especially if they both pitch like they're capable of. Exactly. Yeah, that's been a been a good series, and then switching to the American League. Unless you have anything to say about that one. I think. Cubs Nationals would be a very fun series, but also Cubs Dodgers just for the history that each club, you know, represents. Would be interesting. So I mean, either way, as as a uh, non-supporter of, of any of those clubs, it'll be fun to watch. But I'm kind of pulling for Cubs Dodgers. I don't know why. I think it's because they're they're two epic franchises. It'll be fun to watch Kershaw and Hill and Maeda go against the Cubs. I, I always enjoy watching games in Dodger Stadium, too. It's just a huge, a beautiful setting. There's a lot of history there. I think they are the two most talented teams. The Nationals are just kind of been hit with their pitching, not having Strasburg. But yeah, well, either one, like you said. This has kind of been an enjoyable postseason so far because there's no team that I like despise. I'm not like, actively rooting against the team. Like I normally do. All right, so American League, and let's uh, let's take a look at the Blue Jays Rangers. Who, uh, well, it's not going well in Texas. 
Yeah, Blue Jays came in and won the first two games in Texas and currently are winning, uh, beating, the Blue Jays are beating the Rangers 5-4 to four in the fifth as we speak. So if the Blue Jays are able to hang on, they will be the first team to advance. Yeah, so the first game they won 10-1, to one, which is unlike all the other games we've talked about thus far. Yeah, they, they just mashed. Um, and there was one pretty critical play. Cole Hamels got off to a good start, and then there was a bases loaded situation, and I think Tulowitzki hit a deep, deep shot to right center, and Ian Desmond, who came up as a shortstop, ran after it, and he like totally got spooked by the wall because he gave a very uh, half-hearted effort in reaching out to get the ball, and it kind of bounced up and away from him, so all three runs scored, and that kind of was what broke the dam, and. Yeah, the Blue Jays really pulled away at that point. But I uh, texted my dad I that uh, Billy Hamilton would have caught that with ease, with with <laughs> with his speed and just fearlessness. But you could kind of tell that Desmond wasn't one hundred percent comfortable and going, you know, after that ball. And it did hit clip. It did hit pretty close to the wall. But that was a huge spot in the game and. As a fan, it's you kind of want to see your players go all out and run to the building. So yeah, the Rangers, I mean, we talked about this. They got extremely lucky in the regular season. Um, their run differential was very average. So maybe that's getting exposed a little bit. Because after Hamels, you know, you got Drew Darvish, who missed a big chunk of the season, is not fully back from his surgery yet. And then they started Colby Lewis tonight in Game 3. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, well, it's been fun, guys. Have a nice offseason. Well, he he lasted, um, I think he lasted two innings uh, before he, yeah, two innings, gave up five hits, five runs. But then they pulled him, and uh, Ordur, who was very lustily booed in his first at bat and ground out, he in his second bat hit a two-run home run. I think as we were getting ready to start podcasting to uh, make it a five to four ball game. So I, yeah, probably when we finish the uh, podcast, I'll, I'll probably go watch the end of that game. Should be a good finish. But I, I, I like the Blue Jays. I, <clears throat> they got a lot of guys. They're, they're very new too. I, th- I think it'll be fun to see them in the ALCS against, you know, either Boston or, the Indians, preferably the Indians. I think that'd be a totally new and interesting matchup. Uh, it's currently trending that way. Yeah, and uh, another quick comment. I, I was able to watch some of Game 2, and I got to watch you, Darvish, give up, what was it, three or four home runs in one inning? All solo shots? Yeah, the Blue Jays are mashers. And Encarnacion is ridiculous. He hit another home run tonight. That guy, like... Talk about late blooming, resurrecting your career in your 30s. That guy for the past two postseasons has kind of just, you know, he's got two home runs in this series and then a home run. So he's got three home runs in the playoffs already in uh, four games. We're only halfway through game three. (laughs) So there was that, but then there was also, and I'm pretty sure it was Ian Desmond who had a just total lapse of judgment when he was running from third to home on a grounder to the shortstop. And got thrown out, yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, it was to to Donaldson, the third baseman. 
um, but he was just playing off the bag. Uh, and he stuttered and then decided, okay, I'm going to go. And then, you know, you could tell like Donaldson was going to throw to first. And then he realized, wait a minute, he's actually trying to go home. And it wasn't even a great throw to the catcher. It was like, uh, like upper chest chin area. And, uh, you know, kudos to the, uh, catcher. He got it down. And in when Desmond slid, his foot was off the ground. It wasn't on the ground. So even, so the catcher, when he tagged him, like hit his foot into home plate, but he beat, I mean, it was, and it was like a, as bang, bang a play as you could get. Like they, they paused it on the replay. I don't know if you got to saw it or got to see it, but it was the closest tag I've ever seen in my life. And he got thrown out. And then of course, you know, Bannister wanted to challenge it. And you just look at that and you're like, oh, this is, this is, this is how it's going to go for them. This series. Yeah. Desmond's having a rough series. It's amazing how many plays like that are so close, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, you're right. And I've seen close ones before, but I have never seen one that was this, this tight. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like if, if it's a half a second early or a half a second late, like that's close. This was like 10th of a second close. I mean, it was crazy how tight it was. Even the announcers were like, oh my God. Like they, even they, they were just, you know, impressed with how tight the call was. And the fact that the umpire got it right, which is crazy. I love playoff baseball. I was gonna say right up there with playoff hockey. Ooh, we got a we got a whole season before that comes. <laughs> Go Red Wings, by the way. And then yeah, the uh, last one, the uh, Red Sox and Indians. So, so I will say this: I, I am surprised that it's two zero in favor in favor of, favor of the. Indians. I am a little bit as well. Um, I I guess I expected more of a a one one just because you know Trevor Bauer is your game one starter doesn't inspire a ton of confidence. Well, I think Francona, you know, did a pretty masterful job of, you know, he got through a little, he got through like four and a third innings, and then he brought in Andrew Miller right away. So that, that's an instance of some guy, or a Francona, going with his, his gun, or his top gun, like right away. And it worked. He, uh, Miller went two innings, uh, only gave up a hit and a walk, four strikeouts. Got him to, um, you know, the seventh where, you know, they've got some options. They've got a really good bullpen. Shaw, Otero, uh, McAllister, Allen, which, you know, shameless plug. I, I remember talking about the Indians as being one of the best bullpens. And that was actually one thing that came to fruition uh, in this year was all those guys kind of panned out, which doesn't normally happen. But having Miller, like, that's exactly why they traded for him. To be able to come in in those tight spots, so Bauer kind of got in a tight spot there in the the uh, fifth, and had given up three runs, so he kind of came in and shut the door. But at that point, the uh, Indians, you know, had had a a, a slim lead. Um, it was four to three when they pulled Bauer, and then you know Miller finishes off. They get a run right after that, go up five to three, and then they kind of were able to make it a bullpen game after that. So. That was a great job by Francona. I'm not like getting it, getting Bauer through, you know, those four innings and getting it to their good bullpen and they were able to kind of steal a win. And then they had their ace, Kluber, uh, pitch in the game too. And, um, you know, David Price, who got paid all that money in this offseason, but has developed this interesting habit of not being very good in the postseason. This year, you know, he gave up, just had a terrible game, gave up a ton of runs. Uh, in game two, and then 
with when he was with the Blue Jays last year. You know, he was he was all right, but he was no means an ace that you expect guys like Bumgarner, you know, to come in and just give up, you know, maybe a run, and that's it. So that's that's something Price is kind of have to deal with now. Those those whispers of uh, not being able to succeed at you know in the postseason now. So that's you know unfortunate for him, but great for the Indians who you know able to score four in the second, and then yeah, Kluber was amazing, and they they won pretty easily. I don't want to jinx David Price, but. This whole uh, not being able to come through in big, important games reminds me of one of his former Tampa Bay Rays uh, teammates, Big Game James, <laughs> the most ironic, the most ironic nickname in all sports currently. Oh yeah, I mean he's the the past two years he's fallen apart, and that's the that's the risk of you know pitching is kind of when it goes, it can be tough to get back. So he um, <clears throat> his postseason stats over in his career you know this is you have to remember when he first his first postseason he was in the bullpen he was kind of like the Tampa Bay's closer that first year when he came up he he pitched out of the bullpen for them when they made the World Series oh gosh I forgot all about that but he was pretty good pretty good then but pretty much ever since then uh 2010 he gave up seven runs in 12 innings 2011 uh three runs in six and two-thirds not bad so in total, he's pretty much been to the postseason every year besides 2009 and 2012 with the Rays, uh, the Lions, Tigers, Blue Jays, and now the Red Sox. And his cumulative stats, <clears throat> he has a 5.54 ERA and 66 and two-thirds innings. Um, so yeah, that's... that's a, that's a trend, you know, 66 innings. That's several starts that's nine games started and you have over a five era we'll see if he gets another chance but he didn't I mean he didn't have that good of a he had an okay regular season but you know rick porcello was their their best pitcher this year which is why he pitched game one but porcello was was a little off in his command and when he is off he gives up home runs like he did uh, i think back to back to back against the indians in game one that was pretty incredible. But they're <clears throat> they're supposed to play game three today. Uh but it got postponed till tomorrow. So the uh series is continuing in Boston. Games three and four today or tomorrow and uh Tuesday. But the Indians are in pretty good shape. Yeah, and what I find uh funny about that is, you know, before the uh or right as the, the playoffs were starting, there was this article on ESPN saying the team that's most likely to win the World Series is not the team you're thinking about, dot dot dot. The Boston Red Sox are the team most likely to win the World Series, and here's why. And <laughs> look, they're down 2-0, and they have a very strong chance of not even getting out of the first round. So that sort of stuff just makes me chuckle. But hey, the uh, Red Sox did prove that you can't come back from even 3-0 in a seven-game series. So, but baseball post—I mean, some teams have a way of you know getting this momentum, and they you know that all they need sometimes is one win in a series. And then they never lose the rest of the series. So, the uh, even the the Blue Jays series, it's not over. Especially if Texas wins tonight, you know, if the Blue Jays blow a lead, and you know, all they need is two more games at that point. So, sets up for a really good week of of viewing, um, play, uh, post postseason baseball viewing. I'm really excited about it. 
And yeah, we should know here pretty soon. I I really get excited for the ALCS and NLCS. That's just when it's just those two teams um, in each league playing. I think there's there's just so much uh, drama and interest. So I'm looking forward to that. Yes, should be good. The ALS is supposed to start Friday and the NLCS Saturday. So we'll we'll know who won a game or two of each by next week but then the week after that we'll definitely we'll be in the world series at that point which is exciting the first world series of the Mendoza line podcast yes clearly the most important world series of all time and if the cubs win oh my gosh we're destined for glory nick yeah it's been preordained by the Mendoza line podcast <laughs> we just have not stopped talking about how the cubs are going to win the world series this year especially you know breaking this curse that they're going to break I don't know. I think all the Cubs fans we know owe us uh, something. Yeah, we we're definitely we're definitely the uh, the cause of their um, abilities, not not the natural God given talent their whole team possesses. I'm taking I'm taking credit for it. I'm taking credit for it. Joe Madden, you owe me. <laughs> Good stuff. Indeed. I suppose we'll be back next time with even more playoff baseball talk. See you then. Yeah.